Essentially, whenever you have a drink, your sleep is negatively impacted, but it depends how severely from person to person. But when it comes to PCOS, you really want to take your sleep seriously. So if it's negatively impacted by alcohol, you know, we're just flaring up PCOS symptoms the next day. And that's one thing that's like a big myth is that, oh, like alcohol will help you fall asleep. Mm -hmm. Yes, it can help you fall asleep and kind of like lose consciousness, (laughs) but... It's actually not going to give you good quality sleep Mm because research has shown that whenever you drink alcohol, your REM sleep is drastically affected. Doctor said you got PCOS. Now go on, girl, just lose some weight. Till I took the symptoms into my own hands and reversed them naturally. So I became a dietitian to help my sisters feel the best they've ever felt. I drank way too much hemp protein before this podcast and now I'm nauseous. Put like six scoops in it. Why are you doing that? I don't know. Because recently I switched out my dairy protein. Not recently, like it's been like two months. I switched out the whey whey protein Mm -hmm. I was drinking to hemp. Because, you know, dairy, a lot of reasons yeah. with dairy. Yeah. And I've been drinking whey protein for so long that I felt like, okay, maybe it's not good for me to drink the same thing for so long. Everyone who's listening who has tried hemp protein, I'm sure you know, it does not mix well with water. Yeah. Especially if there's no flavor. Yeah, like w- when I put <laughs> it into my morning smoothie, oh. it tastes just fine. But when I drink it just by itself, just in water, and I, I don't drink it, I chug it. because it's is so, so disgusting. You need like to chalky. stop. You need to stop. It's the only way I can get my protein. Now I feel nauseous. Speaking of beverages. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, today we're going to talk about alcohol and PCOS. Booze. Booze. We're going to booze it up. Gin and juice. Yes, gin and juice. For those that know already, we do like an alcohol post around the holidays usually every year. Or it's the second year doing this podcast, but we did one last year around December too. Mm -hmm. And it seems like it's like the most important time of the year to discuss it just because Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, traveling, traveling with family. Yeah. All the different holidays. There's always going to be booze around. Booze. And today you'll learn how you can still drink alcohol. And there's just a couple pointers that you want to be aware of before, you know. Before deep diving. Before deep diving, yeah. (laughs) Before those shots. Before chugging beer upside down at your next family (laughs) gathering. Uh, But before we do get started on that, we do have a little fun announcement. We are moving. Moving. That's right. We're getting everything, emptying our apartment and moving. Oh, my God. Where are we moving, Talin? I don't know. We don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So Talin and I decided that we like to kind of live abroad for a year. We don't really know where. So starting in January, we want to possibly move to Barcelona. If everything with the COVID is clear, we want to move to Barcelona for like a couple months. End of January. Yeah, end Mm -hmm. of January. And then where do you want to go after that, babe? And then was it Switzerland for a few months? And then it would be summer. So maybe somewhere nice for the summer. Yeah, after Switzerland? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like Greece or south of France. south of France. Um, Just working from abroad. Yeah. And showing all of the gluten and dairy-free foods in the world (laughs) on Instagram stories. Yeah. And we were thinking Australia maybe in October because that's when it's like it's one of the best times to go is during Mm -hmm. October. And yeah. And then end the year, maybe back here celebrating 
Christmas again with family. Yes. And then yes. going back to our normal life after and the whole year. And then regular scheduled programming. Yeah. But sisters, if you live in Barcelona or you live, I mean, anywhere outside of U.S., please let us know how it is there. Just because of COVID, it seems like it's very unclear, mm -hmm. the travel restrictions or how, you know, like each city is doing. Like yeah. we're very aware where we live, but we're, we don't know how it is where right. the country is. So. We don't want to end up somewhere and then be put in a difficult situation sure, on like, a trip that we thought would be fun. Like Austin. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone yeah. remember when we yeah. went to Austin, Texas? We just don't want to be locked in the whole time. That's yeah. the thing. We want, we want to make sure that it's the coast is clear and we're there and we can actually enjoy this city for those couple of months and yeah. not be locked in. Exactly. Yeah. So if Barcelona doesn't work out, maybe Miami. Exactly. So feel free to DM us. Let us know if you want us to visit where you live. Yeah. And maybe we'll come visit you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're thinking like if it's a really sister central place, we would do like right? get togethers in that city. Like a meetup like in a Barcelona. Tour. International tour. Oh, my God. So cool. Sirag, are you going to be OK throughout this episode? Yes. I'm Prince just that hemp protein. Turning away from the mic and. Releasing it, as you like to say. Ew. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's get into it, Talia. So what is booze doing to PCOS? Well, before we launch into all the reasons why booze isn't that great for PCOS, I do want to say I'm not anti-alcohol. It is the holidays. You yeah. got to live your life. You drank wine last night during dinner. I did. Did I finish it? No, but I had some. <laughs> I'm the biggest alcohol waster. No, I, I tend to finish yours afterwards. <laughs> it's okay. First and foremost, alcohol is made up of ethanol. And ethanol is a natural toxin that your body has to break down and get rid of. It literally has no benefit for the human body. It's literally you're drinking toxin. And that's what alcohol is made of, you said? Yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. I, didn't know. I mean, I, I knew ethanol was part of alcohol, but now that you... It's a natural toxin. Okay. That's why you feel so sick afterwards because you're literally intoxicating yeah. yourself. I always feel sick the next day. No matter yeah. how much I drink, my body isn't able to flush it and I just feel horrible. Exactly. And then you, someone might argue, you know, it has resveratrol in it. You've heard of that before. Yeah. And how they say that's an antioxidant. Resveratrol, it's an antioxidant. It's found <laughs> in red wine. Oh, drink red wine. It's good for antioxidant benefits. Yes, it's an antioxidant. Well, I mean, you need a lot to get that antioxidant. Yeah. I read that you need like 300 glasses. Yeah, so in order to get the adequate amounts of resveratrol that's found in red wine to have the actual benefits shown in studies, just like Talian said, you would need 300 plus glasses of wine to get that actual benefit. Instead yeah. of drinking all that, you can just take the pill, you know, like not, not, not supplement. Yeah, not the birth control pill. What I mean by the oh, pill is yeah. there's resveratrol supplement pills you can just take instead. So. Mm -hmm. so alcohol, it's also broken down by your liver and there's an enzyme called alcohol dehydrogenase. And depending on what your genes are, that's how much or how well your alcohol dehydrogenase works. So some people can't tolerate alcohol as much as others so if that enzyme isn't working as properly as someone else you might not have the same tolerance and i feel like and i don't know this for sure but like i, I feel like ever since i hit 30 alcohol just makes me feel worse like i mm. actually can't digest it well it's possible that you said dehydrogenase dehydrogenase maybe over time as you get older that is not as maybe active or is not as efficient in breaking down alcohol mm-hmm mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't you say the same about your alcohol intake over the years? Well, I did like a 23andMe test and it actually said in there that I'm not able to, or I'm 
likely to not be able to flush alcohol. Wow. So I think as I'm getting older, I, I'm seeing that more and more where like I'll just literally have like three or four shots on a night. Not that much, you know. Uh huh. The next day, I'll just feel like horrible, like stomach and nausea and stuff like that. Just from like three or four shots, which is not like a lot. I'm not, I'm not saying yeah. it's little, but it's not a lot. That's so interesting. I wonder if it tested the enzyme alcohol dehydrogenase. Possibly. Huh. Gotta look into that. But essentially, whenever you have a drink, your sleep is negatively impacted. But it depends how severely from person to person. But when it comes to PCOS, you really want to take your sleep seriously. So if it's negatively impacted by alcohol, you know, we're just flaring up PCOS symptoms the next day. Yeah. And that's one thing that's like a big myth is that, oh, like alcohol will help you fall asleep. Mm -hmm. Yes, it can help you fall asleep and kind of like lose consciousness. (laughs) But it's actually not going to give you good quality sleep Mm because research has shown that whenever you drink alcohol, your REM sleep is drastically affected. And what, what ends up happening is your body gets less of that good REM sleep. Therefore, when you wake up the next day, you feel more tired. Even yeah. if you slept a little bit longer or you feel like you slept deeper, your alcohol will actually prevent your body from going into REM sleep. That's honestly the worst feeling, waking up after eight full hours of sleep and not feeling rested because yeah. you had light sleep, you weren't fully in REM, or you were waking up. Yeah, exactly. Like alcohol makes you wake up a lot at night. It fragments your sleep. So you end up waking up a couple times during the night. Mm -hmm. Sounds miserable. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like I said, anything that affects your sleep is going to affect your PCOS symptoms. And less than five hours of sleep missing a week can reduce your insulin sensitivity by up to 30%. and makes you crave carbs more the next day. 30% is a lot. Yeah. That's like if you're sleeping 10 hours, that you're, you're losing three hours. Yeah, you know? exactly. Or if you're sleeping 100 hours, you just lost 30 hours of sleep. <laughs> that's, that's a lot. Yeah, and now you're craving and like snacking all day the next day. That sounds yeah. really miserable. Yeah, yeah. That just less the losing sleep, it's a catalyst for all the other mm-hmm. symptoms. Mm-hmm. And also it makes you inflamed. 10 nights of sleeping for only four hours increases inflammatory markers five times. Imagine getting four hours of sleep 10 days in a row. I think I'd fall apart. I know. I mean, I almost want to be like, okay, no one is doing that. But I'm sure a lot of people are suffering either just not being able to sleep or maybe you have a really, really tight work schedule. Maybe you work in the evenings. Yeah, it's possible that you're only sleeping. It's true. Like Like if you have kids, if you have to drive in traffic and wake up really early, you know, you kind of sacrifice your sleep and you don't realize what that could be doing for your health and your PCOS symptoms. Yeah. And as we talked about before, lack of sleep also triggers high cortisol by up to 45% up to two days after. And so let's say you have like two glasses of wine, you go to sleep and your REM sleep is significantly affected. Your cortisol levels are still 45% higher two days later. That's pretty significant. Isn't that going to affect like ovulation, periods, anxiety, mood? Yeah, exactly. 45% higher Two days later, you already forgot you even drank or what you did two nights before. Yeah. And you're wondering why, you know, your mood is different. You're anxious. You have cravings. Your sleep is being affected and all of this. And like, look, we've been through these first five kind of like informational tips here. Don't be scared. We're not trying to scare you (laughs) off of alcohol. I feel like we just said like straight up five things that that are bad about alcohol. But these kinds of things also apply to a lot of people, even without PCOS. So yeah. Just keep listening. Don't worry. We'll give you our tips on how you can drink alcohol too. Don't be scared off. Exactly. 
I just want to reiterate what Sirak said. Yes, don't be scared off, but just yeah. keep your ears open and listen because when the holidays come up and you're thinking of having several drinks, now you know what how you will feel like afterwards and why it's happening and what's happening with your symptoms. Yeah. But maybe you maybe you'll be moderate and have just like one glass or two. Yeah, it's just something to be aware of, you know, no matter how old you are, maybe you're in college and you're in your prime years of drinking, you know, just be aware if you're not feeling good, if your symptoms are not feeling right for you, then this could be one of the reasons why and mm -hmm. something to look into. And maybe you're older, 30 years old, and maybe you have a glass of wine or two every single night and you yeah. don't feel good the next day, but you don't know why. This could be the reason why. We're not trying to make you stop. We're just trying to be aware so you can make those minor adjustments throughout your week to help you feel better. Exactly. Did you hear about that sister who took Ovacetol and finally got her period after a year of not having one? Incredible. I see those kinds of messages on Instagram a lot. How does that even happen? Well, Ovacetol helps with healing insulin resistance, a common root issue that most PCOS sisters have. And by targeting insulin resistance, we're seeing sisters kick those crazy cravings, finally regulate their periods, ovulate, and improve their egg quality. Each packet of Ovacetol has a 40 to 1 ratio of myo-inositol and d chiroinositol This ratio is similar to the ratio that should be found in the body. But with women like me who have PCOS, this ratio is often imbalanced. So taking Ovacetol can be super effective in treating insulin resistance starting from the root of the issue. So awesome. It tastes like nothing. So just warn me when you put it in a cup so I don't drink it. You got it, boo. Check out the link in the description to get 15% off your order. Are you trying to conceive? When you're in the process of baby making, you don't want to take a prenatal that's designed for a woman who's pregnant. They get expensive and have ingredients you don't need quite yet. Theranatal Core is a prenatal focused on women who are trying to conceive. It contains the active form of folic acid, folate, as well as 2,000 IUs of vitamin D. Also, it doesn't have any expensive ingredients that you don't need until you're pregnant. Theralogix's prenatal, Theranatal Core, is especially for women with PCOS who are in the process of baby making. Check the link in the description for our 15% off code. You know, a lot of women with PCOS, we have liver problems. Our livers are in struggle city because of insulin resistance. And as you know, 80% of women with PCOS have insulin resistance. So if we're drinking alcohol, it's really going to make our liver even more sluggish. And the liver, it's where the glucose is stored, where the sugar is stored. So mm -hmm. if we have trouble with insulin, then we can get non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Yeah. And then when you drink alcohol, it can make that even worse. So women with PCOS, we have double the risk of getting non-alcoholic fatty liver disease compared mm -hmm. to women without PCOS. Yeah. And that can lead to liver failure. And if you have non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, they say you should avoid alcohol altogether. Like if yeah. you actually have been diagnosed with it. Yeah. I was actually reading PCOS SOS and she said, avoid it like the plague. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> In PCOS SOS, she says, for all PCOS women at all body weights, even a small amount of alcohol consumption, even one drink per week is associated with a dramatic increase in fatty liver disease. Alcohol also increases hyperandrogenism. Right. So for those suffering from, you know, facial hair or hair loss, acne, things of that nature, that's hyperandrogenism. So 
it could also be uh, linked to alcohol consumption. Yeah. And it's, you know, like you said, to your point earlier, it's not uncommon to drink like one or to be told that it's okay to drink one or two glasses of wine a night or something like that. Yeah. But when you put into consideration hyperandrogenism and how long it takes to reverse that and how you have to be consistent with all these lifestyle changes to reverse it. Yeah. Alcohol has an impact on that and drinking every single day could definitely be contributing. Yeah. And also in the book, a funny quote she says is, do you know what's worse than foregoing a glass of wine? A liver transplant. (laughs) I love how blunt she is in the book. I know. This is a PCOS SOS by Dr. Phyllis Gersh, amazing, amazing gynecologist and doctor. We highly recommend her book. She used to be Italian's gynecologist as well. And I think she also does like virtuals, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Yeah, if you go to, if you find her website online, amazing person. She's fabulous. She's yeah. done a lot of research and she just lays it down. Yeah, she's just very direct. <laughs> she's like, very direct. She's not going to be like, oh, you like alcohol? Too bad. Like she's not going to like try to make you feel be- better. She's going to tell you straight up, no, just don't drink it. You know? Exactly. That's what she did when I went in for my appointment. She gave me a lot of information, very direct. And I went home and I was like, Oh my God, like, where do I start? What do I do? You know? Yeah. But yeah, just one step at a time. And then just going back to the liver as well. So we all know like the liver is especially important for women with PCOS considering insulin resistance and Mm -hmm. such. So we highly recommend if you need help with your liver health, taking like a liver supplement. We know a great one from, they can order from Amazon from Gaia, G-A-I-A. It's called Liver Support. Highly recommend it. We can put a link in the uh, in the description to help out. But yeah, we highly recommend a liver supplement as well. Mm-hmm. Helps you go to the bathroom too. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I love a liver supplement. Mm-hmm. I remember in the beginning of my PCOS journey when I was first learning how to reverse it and I was working with Dr. Nirvana, she gave me a liver supplement hmm. and it was life-changing. Yeah. So <laughs> highly sure. suggest. Yeah, I try to take one like, or I try to take two pills every other day or so, mm-hmm. especially when I feel like I eat like a really heavy meal. Mm-hmm. That night I'll take one. It kind of helps the next day. Yeah. Did you take one last night? I think I did. Yeah. I think yeah, I did. That's yeah. good. Awesome. So, and then last but not least, one of the most important effects of alcohol is on our fertility. Yeah. I mean, not only for women, but also for men. I read that five beers per week can reduce sperm quality significantly. Wow. I did not know that. Five beers a week. It's yeah. not that much. I mean, I'm lucky. I don't, I'm not really a drinker. Like I'll drink like maybe one or two drinks in a, in a week, but that's really good. To, I had no idea. Yeah. It also affects, of course, female egg quality. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not anti-alcohol, but if you're trying to conceive, you want to consider this for both parties. I'm not being like totally anti-alcohol. You got to live your life. But think about it. Are you trying to conceive? You know, do you have hyperandrogenism? Do -hmm. you already struggle with sleep? Do you have inflammation? Then consider. Did you 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 ever date anyone that like was drinking a lot? You felt like? Um, let me think. Like it made you worried (laughs) (laughs) or you're like, I couldn't date this person anymore. Uh, I actually, no, no. Well, I mean, it was college. So everyone was like over drinking whenever there was an opportunity, but no, I didn't. Did you? I don't think so. I dated a girl who like, who smoked weed too much. Okay. And she was kind of like a little bit annoying to be around. Not that like, and there's anything wrong with weed itself, but just like, she was just like (laughs) always like smoking, always like wanted to smoke and always was like. Mm-hmm. tired because of it you know what i mean yeah, because, yeah. Of, because of that but that was like the only time i had like a situation with like a, a dating someone and yeah. like a you know substance if you want to call it that sometimes people depend on substances yeah, yeah. to bring out 
certain like to so for example to relax at night a glass of wine to relax at night you know it's not uncommon for that to become like a regular thing for some people totally totally and yeah you want to consider if you have pcos how do you replace that what do you replace that with so you have a relaxing night yeah instead i feel like we need to do an episode about pcos and marijuana Oh. The Mary Jane. Okay. I don't know. Like, I see, like, sometimes questions come through, comments or on lives and stuff like that about weed and stuff. And, like, I don't, we don't really know how to perfectly answer because there's not a lot of research about PCOS and weed. I mean, there's no research about PCOS, period. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that's why we don't generally, like, give a answer. However, I think uh, Dr. Felix Gersh did, like, she, I, I forgot. She talked about she it talked on about our podcast, it on our podcast. Yeah, and I believe she said something about weed and how, or THC specifically, and how it can affect fertility, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but so, then she mentioned how CBD yeah. can be good for yeah, your she, health. Yes, she, she said a lot of great things about CBD. Yeah. But THC part, I think she was saying how it may affect fertility. That episode, by the way, listeners, sisters, if you go to our podcast uh, feed, look for Dr. Felix Gersh. It's called How to Reverse PCOS with Dr. Felix Gersh. It's one of our longer episodes, but it's like the most science that we've ever had on an episode. Like she went off yeah. on the science. She wrote a book on the episode. Like, oh, I know. Mean, you could transcribe the episode and make a book out of yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. We highly recommend listening to that episode if you want to learn. And we talk about THC and CBD on that episode, but... You know what? We're going we're gonna to look into making an episode about weed itself and it. PCOS. I think it's a good idea. That is such a good idea, actually, yeah. because I'm sure, you know, with PCOS, you have symptoms of anxiety yeah, and stress, you know. And, and you may feel just, like weed might help or, yeah, or like, maybe not. Who knows? Well, exactly. Like, what is it? Like, does it help numb the anxiety or does it make yeah. it all worse? Yeah. The that thing is, is the everyone has a different reaction to it from what I've heard. Like, mm-hmm. for some people, it can relax them. And then for others, it can make them more paranoid. Yeah. And then it also depends on your experience. Too. Yeah, so. exactly. So speaking of relaxing, Sirak, let's talk about some of the ways that you can substitute alcohol. Like instead of drinking wine at night, what can you do to relax instead? Before we move on to the DMs and talk about gluten-free drinks. Smoke a joint, like- yo. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. We just talked about weed, so I had to put that in there. All right. I don't know. Uh, let's think about it. Definitely, like, if you're trying to relax, I mean, I don't want to be, like, the old boring Sally and be like, meditation is great. But it really is. Like, meditating is great at night. It really helps relax your mind. But also, maybe drinking, a, like, a hot tea. Sometimes we're just, like, used to the mechanism of picking up a drink and sipping on it, like a, right. like a cup of wine. Yes. So instead of wine, what about if you, uh, you got spearmint tea like a hot spearmint tea that's decaf it's gonna help lower your testosterone levels Mm -hmm. and it's gonna help you feel relaxed or chamomile tea yeah or you know and of course that does replace the act of drinking something but what about the feeling of relaxation that the wine is giving like that temporary feeling how do we replace it for me tipsy feeling you mean for me yeah for me like getting lost out of my like anxiety and just like getting centered at night it's reading a book oh yeah it's doing yoga like before i sleep like 20 minutes of yoga putting it on the tv something that will kind of distract me and then knitting center me i used to do yeah the well, wall hanging that i never threading finished. what was it called threading or what is it that was called called crocheting crocheting macro weaving you know you started that shit i'm sorry i'm sorry for getting a little cur- cur- cursing here but you started that shit like Three. six months into our marriage and for the last 
two years. Year and a half. <laughs> it's been staying like that in the living room wall. Half done. Half? <laughs> I wouldn't even call it a quarter. Should I remove it? Because when I remove it, the wall is... <laughs> That's the only reason it's there, because it's such an empty white wall. We need something there, but... Too late. We're if leaving. I, found, I know. If I found something to replace it, I would replace it. But it's been the same way for like the last year and six months. And... I'm so hmm. it annoys me too when I look at it. I mean whatever. But it I just don't want to buy something. Yeah, I know. So anyways, that macro weeping didn't work, but <laughs> reading something and like doing that. little something yoga. Something keeping you busy or like for me I play guitar at night. To me that's like a mm-hmm. great way for me to relax or something. I would say all of the things we listed are much more productive and beneficial for your PCOS than the glass of wine. Yeah. And as we said earlier, like we're not trying to say cut out wine or cut out alcohol completely. So let's talk about some alcohol options that you can drink. That are not as, let's just say, bad as others, maybe, or yeah. that are lower in sugar. Gluten and dairy free. Yeah, and gluten and dairy free, of course. That's one mm-hmm. thing to be considered of because a lot of alcohol does have gluten in it with the wheat and other ingredients. So I think one thing we should mention is if you're looking for like a cocktail, like a mixed drink, let's say you're drinking tequila or vodka, a great option for a mixed drink is like a, a mixing with club soda. So a vodka soda. It's a great option because soda doesn't have any gluten in it and it doesn't have any added sugars. The problem is if you get vodka tonic, tonic has a lot of sugar, about like 30 grams of sugar in a cup of tonic. So you want to forego a tonic and go more for the soda. And if you're thinking what kind of vodka, a lot of vodka has gluten in it. One that we like, very, very popular brand is called Tito's. T-I-T-O, Tito's Vodka, and that's completely gluten-free. And I think they even, like, sell, like, a huge, like, jug at, like, Costco or something. One? Yeah, we have one from the... From two years ago? Yeah, and it's still in the closet yeah. or in the pantry. My yeah. God, our kitchen is so small. That's literally taking up so much space in one of the cabinets. I can't believe we didn't just throw it away. Who's Why drinking it? it away? Or give it to the neighbors. Yeah, I every don't time know. my no. guy friends come over, you know. Oh, okay. You know, David. <laughs> <laughs> So I like tequila. I used to like tequila sunrise till I realized how much juice was in that. The orange juice, the cranberry juice, it's too much. Mm -hmm. So I I do what you said. I ask for the club soda, squeeze of lime. Yeah, you can do that too. Perfect. That's a good option. What's also good is if you like a certain juice, you can get the concentrate. So like I really like sour cherry, you know, the Greek or Turkish sour cherry. They have sour cherry concentrate and it has sugar in it, but a few drops goes a long way, so you can mix that in. That sounds good. That sounds very good. And another tip is when you're at a restaurant or a bar, let's say you you'll, well, you want a certain kind of drink, but you don't want the syrup and all that kind of stuff in it, you can just ask for the skinny version. That's mm. like a the verbiage that, yeah. that's like that's used in the biz, if you want to <laughs> say, at bars or restaurants. You just say, let's just say you're skinny having a... Skinny margarita. Yeah, skinny margarita. You just say skinny margarita, and that way they, they don't put any of the syrups, and they just put the natural stuff in there only. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So we're not done yet. We asked all the sisters on Instagram, what's your favorite gluten-free alcoholic drink? And if that's something you want to participate in the future, go follow us on Instagram at PCOS.WeightLoss. So, what's your favorite gluten-free alcoholic drink? What's our first answer, babe? Danny says loyal cocktails, vodka and diet cranberry. Loyal cocktails? Is that like a brand? I don't know. I've never heard that. Yeah. But vodka and diet cranberry. So, vodka, cranberry, 
uh, of course, cranberry. Does cranberry have like sugar and stuff in it, or like? I mean, the cranberry juice does. You mm-hmm. can get cranberry concentrate, which also does, but not as much. Oh, it's I like see, not I see. added sugar. It's like the natural concentrated sugar. Uh, yeah, yeah. But that's not a bad option considering all the other options out there. And yeah, yeah. Next one is from Stacy Clausen. She says mixed apple cider with apple pie whiskey. Wow. What? 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 Apple pie whiskey. That's interesting. Is whiskey gluten-free? Well, I read that some are and some aren't. You just have to ask. But then like you're at a busy bar, you know, and like it's loud and sometimes it's hard to ask. But I guess if you're at a restaurant or if you're buying it yourself, like at your house. Just ask. Just ask. I know. Who cares? You're paying. You could ask anything you want. You know how awkward it is to to scream at a loud bar? Is this gluten-free? And he doesn't hear you. What? what? And he doesn't even know what gluten is. He's yeah. like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Next one is uh, Paige. She says tequila, soda water, and extra lime. There you go. Looks like one of Talene's like friends here. Extra lime. You guys should go on like some sort of Vegas party. Yes. Rachel says just wine. Wine is gluten-free, yeah. dairy-free. It's perfect. Wine is still a good option when mm-hmm. you choose to drink, so nothing wrong with wine either. If you're, Sometimes it has yeah. a lot of sugar, I will say that. Yeah, it does because, you know, it is derived from grapes yeah. and such, so it's going to have more sugar than compared to vodka, let's say. Nevertheless, vodka, you know, alcohol is still going to affect your liver. So, yeah. okay, it didn't have sugar, but does it's it still going to affect your liver. it sugar or something? Yeah, so it's just... You know, I don't yeah. like when people say like, oh, well, wine has sugar and like tequila doesn't. So I'm going to have tequila. It's Both are going to do something yeah. to yeah. you. <laughs> yep. Pick the one you want. Have fun. All right. Let's next. not lie to ourselves. Okay. True that. Mamzella says sugar-free tonic and gin. Ooh, sugar-free. There you go. Gin and sugar-free tonic. Yeah. Gin and juice. Tonic. And then the last one is Courtney Page. She says tequila, soda water with lime. Another great one. That's nice. Love it. So that's all the DMs that we got. And before we go to the wins of the week, we do have a question from the hotline. If you're new, we have a hotline that you can call into and leave your voicemail or your text message. The phone number is 1833-ASK-PCOS, 1833-ASK-PCOS. PCOS. You can call and leave a voicemail that we like to play on the podcast, or you can leave a text message on that number and we'll read it. So today we're going to do a text message. It is, hello, I had a question with ovacetol doses. They recommend taking it 12 hours apart. So if I want to do intermittent fasting, will taking ovacetol break my fast? Thank you. What's your thoughts, babe? I feel like if you're going to fast and you want to take your Ovastol, you have to eat with it, in my opinion. I mean, my blood sugar would drop and I would pass out. Like if I had something like that on an empty, empty stomach after hours and hours of not eating. Mm -hmm. So that's me. It doesn't say on the packaging, like only eat with food. It doesn't say that, but I'm saying it from experience. Like I don't like the feeling of taking it without food because it helps you metabolize what you're eating and digest it and break it down. And yeah. if you're not eating anything, I don't know. It's not. Yeah, really that's, that's usually our number one suggestion is take it with a meal just because it might drop your blood sugar too low if yeah. you do take it on an empty stomach. So to answer that sister's question, it sounds like you wouldn't recommend it. No, I wouldn't recommend it. I would suggest having your breakfast and having it with it. Yeah, totally. And for those wondering what Ovastol is, 
It's a natural inositol supplement. It's actually one of the most researched supplements out there for PCOS, and it can help with treating insulin resistance and getting to the root issues of PCOS. It can also help with egg quality, ovulation, period regularity, and much more. So if that's something you'd like to try, uh, we have a link in the description with a 15% off code. Alrighty, so let's go to the wins of the week. These are sisters who are managing their PCOS, thriving with PCOS, losing weight, and feeling better than ever. So we like to pick one or two winners every single week from either the sisterhood or Instagram. And it looks like today, our first winner, Rosie, is from the sisterhood. Rosie says, truly enjoying the vegetarian options in the sisterhood. This fall season, my energy is high. My skin is radiant. My belly fat is gone. My mood is stable and my cravings are gone too. Can't believe I achieved all this in a, as little as two months. I'm living my best life. Thank you, Talin Sirak and all you sisters. Wow. Amazing, Rosie. And she included... Sounds like a dream. Yeah, it does. And she included a, a picture in her post mm -hmm. uh, on Facebook on the Sisterhood group. She included a picture of the recipe from the Sisterhood butternut squash soup with the soup actually in front of the screen. So yeah. So I'm looking at a picture of the computer screen where the recipe is and her bowl of soup that looks exactly like the image on the computer. Yeah, exactly. So that's amazing, Rosie. Really love yeah. uh, the picture there. And I'm so happy that you know, she's feeling better. Her skin is radiant. She's losing weight. Mood, mood is, stable, is stable. Cravings, all that. Like We're so happy to be able to help you, sister. And you, so all the credit goes to you. Seriously. I love this. All, all right, right. Your turn. All right. Next one comes from Instagram. And we do only have, I only have like the screenshot of the message, so I can't, I don't see her name. But in the Instagram image, it looks like it's a sister holding her hands up, both her hands up like it's a touchdown, <laughs> with pink words above her hands. Like so a if neon sign. Yeah, like a neon sign. So if that's your sister, we're reading her message right now. All right, she says, I have recommended your podcast and profile to all of my PCOS friends. I am down seven pounds in two weeks feeling amazing and so grateful to have found this platform changing women's lives daily she says five weeks no dairy or gluten and loving my ovacetol thanks for changing the game during this journey with pcos wow mm -hmm. so happy to read that and hear that that's an amazing that's message. amazing and thank you for suggesting us to your friends at the end of the day our whole purpose is to make sisters like you feel better with pcos feel amazing and feel happy so to hear that you're achieving that that makes our dreams Amazing. come true. Down seven pounds in two weeks. Whenever I see stuff like that, I'm like, wow. You know, a lot of times with PCOS, you can't even lose one pound, mm -hmm. no matter how hard you try. And then you hear that and it's like, oh, I'm so happy for you. Yeah, totally. Awesome. All right, so, sisters. Yeah, that's today's episode, babe. It is. Don't forget to DM us if you're in Barcelona. Tell us how it is there. Yeah. DM us if you're anywhere in Europe and you want us to come to your country. Yeah, totally. I think we should do some Instagram stories about this too yes. and get people's opinions about it. Yeah, yeah, that's what we need to do. Well, thanks everyone. And if you want to listen to any other podcast episode, feel free to check out the feed. We have a lot of episodes about birth control, hair loss, treating insulin resistance, and so much more. So if you want to keep learning, check out the rest of the episodes. Talk to you soon, sisters. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.
If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come check out The Sisterhood. It's my monthly membership site where sisters just like you are learning how to move through the stages of PCOS. From stage one, cold and alone at the doctor's office, to stage five, nailing the PCOS lifestyle, gluten and dairy free. Get ready to finally feel in control of your body again.